You're listening to sermon audio from Piperton Baptist Church in Piperton, Tennessee. For more information on how you can get connected with PBC, please visit www.pipertonbaptist.com. Well, uh, he had no idea what I was sharing this morning uh, because I was going to share on failure isn't fatal, I was, uh, but I pushed that message to next week because I wanted to share uh, four S's today for discerning God's will. And he actually mentioned, he's, he's the, the illustration for this. Um, I used to just use three S's. I used to just tell people the spirit, uh, the scriptures, and the saints. But, you know, the more I pray about it, I think there's one more S that's got to be on the front end of that. And that's the word surrender. And everything about Josh's life uh, had that vibe to it, all right? A few weeks back, uh, we were talking about the woman at the well and how the disciples were worried about food. And, and, uh, and Jesus said in John 4, 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. And that's not just a call for Jesus, right? That is a call that he modeled for us as believers. Before we can ask God for his will to be done in our lives, we must be fully surrendered to whatever that will might be, right? Don't go to God asking for answers and then saying, well, if they're in this box, you know? And so uh, it can't be a conditional request. All right, God doesn't honor conditional surrender, all right? We either wave the white flag to Jesus or we're still hoisting our own flag. It's one or the other, unless, unless you're so sick of your own stinking will and where your plans have brought you (laughs) that you're tired of it (laughs) and you're like, okay, enough, enough of this, enough of me running from you. I want what you want for me, God. And that's when your will can come into that perfect, beautiful crossroads of surrender. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. There is no salvation without surrender. There's no decision making biblically without surrender. Luke 14, So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. <laughs> That's pretty intense. Surrender is renouncing our agenda. Surrender is full abdication of our own will for God's will. And church, I can say with a pure heart before God that I have renounced and our personnel team have renounced our own agendas regarding the search for a full-time student pastor. And uh, I've had thoughts over the last years of of who and what I thought would be best for that role, and God has repeatedly closed those doors and, uh, and led us in this direction. Jeremiah 10, 23 says, I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself, that it is not in man who walks to direct his steps. We must look to God, surrender our will for his so that he can direct our steps. And I, I apply this to the calling of Josh uh, to serve at Piperton, but you, you may have decisions of uh, who to date, who to marry, uh, marriage, divorce, schooling for your kids. You know, you're gonna go. You're gonna homeschool. You're gonna go to Christian school. You're gonna go to public school. What church to plug into? What job to apply for? What college major or uh, career path to take? There are a ton of big, life-altering decisions to make after you trust in Jesus. You know, it's that's the important. That's the most important one. But there's still some huge career you know, life changes. You know. But the quickest path to the answers you desire don't begin with pros and cons list. 
They begin with surrender. Church, let me just ask you, have you asked God in the pending decisions of your life, what is it that you want? God, what do you want? Is this what you want? Have you asked him that? I know some of you have. I know some of you have made drastic changes in your life. I, you're in the audience right now. I know you personally. And you've surrendered your heart to his will. And I believe he's answered you and guided you. All right. Well, how do we know what God's wants are? Well, we begin with the next S, the second S, the spirit. We need to surrender, but we often, uh, before we surrender, we often sense or feel a direction as believers regarding uh, our decision. Um, like, you know, I, I, I think she's the one, or uh, I, I should pursue this job, or I really think uh, it's time to eat better, or you know, stop smoking. You know, the, the list is endless, but you, the Spirit leads in so many ways. But the Holy Spirit is a prompter, uh, an, an inspirer, a counselor, the counselor in our decision-making when we listen, right? Ephesians 6, 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Jude 1, 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in the, your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Prayer without the Holy Spirit, right? Asking for, for answers and discernment without the Spirit's involvement is useless, Right? If you don't want to ask God with a surrendered heart for his direction, then why don't you just go do what you want to do? Call it a day. Leave God out of the equation altogether and tell me how that works out for you. All right, Matthew 4.1 says Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And I don't know how that happened. I mean, I, you know, I, how, how did he do that? It didn't tell us. How the Spirit led him. Did, did Jesus trip over a log and say, oh, wood, I need to go into the woods, right? Did, I mean, how was it? Did, was, it wasn't pixie dust that came down on his shoulders or something, you know. How did he do it? The Lord led him. One way that I want to describe this is like my wife. I know my wife, all right? I know her well, I feel like most of the time. I can discern her thoughts. I know that when she picks up a sweater off the rack at Marshall's, or any of those high-end stores we used to go to. <laughs> hey, I pull out all the stops for her. Babe, the clearance rack's right over there. <laughs> I'll buy you anything on there that's $10 or less, babe. I don't care, you know. We'll hit Chick-fil-A on the way home. <laughs> I know when she pulls that sweater off and she says, ah, I don't know, what do you think? I, I know one thing doesn't matter what I think, she ain't going to wear that sweater a lot because she don't like it enough, right? And the, the point is that because of my closeness, my awareness, my perception, my attention to the wants and the ways of my wife, I can read her better than most people. And it's not so different with the Holy Spirit. If you spend time in prayer daily talking to God, and you're listening to the Lord and the desires he's putting into your heart. As you pay attention to his wants and his ways, you will begin to read the Spirit better. Now, this is an area that a lot of theologians hate. Boy, you can't go on 
willy-nilly pastor telling the church just to act on their feelings, you know. That's crazy. Next thing you know, someone will, you know, God told me to buy this mansion, you know, even though I don't have enough money to buy it, God told me, you know. And people have abused that. But that doesn't mean the Spirit doesn't exist because people abuse their interpretation of Him. What I'm saying is that all Christians can and should be led by the Spirit. Romans 8.14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. I'm saying we cannot, as Christians, deny the Spirit's direct involvement in our decisions. Acts uh, 8.29 And the Spirit said to Philip, not a physical human being, the Spirit said go over and join this chariot. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, capital H, to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth. You know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. And I'm not saying it's always easy to read and interpret the Holy Spirit, right? And his direction in your life. And I'm not talking about, you know, whether you should embezzle money or not those are those are you know I'm talking about real questions that that matter you know career paths and decisions with your kids and there's a lot of decisions to make I'm just saying the spirit guides you he's there to guide you however the spirit can never ever be separated from the authoritative word of God which is the third s all right scripture I've shared this before but second Peter 1 verse 16 has got a bunch of miracles in there all these miracles taking place where, you know, where Jesus was baptized and the, and, the, and the voice of God descended, the Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove and the voice from heaven spoke. And then there was another miracle with the tra- Mount of Transfiguration where they saw Elijah. And I mean, it was this cool thing. There's all these miracles mentioned in 2 Peter 1.16. But in verse 19, it says, we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed. So the word of God is more prophetically, is more affirmed than miracles. Right? Even if a dead man were to be raised right here in front of you, you could bring a nurse up here. Regina could come up, check his pulse, declare him dead. And then I, I speak over him and he, and he, uh, in the name of Jesus and he's raised from the dead. Even if that happened, that's not going to make you believe. Miracles uh, aren't more powerful than the word of God. It is the word of God. And we all, matter of fact, the literal Greek reads, we have more sure the prophetic word, the scriptures. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, we all know this. We put it on our pillows. At, you know, we, we stint, you know, <laughs> trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths, right? We say that. We're good at saying that. We got that down pat. And then when our kids go off to college, we say, son, you need to look at what's going to give you the best ride. You know, you, know, we need to look at, you need to think about this. We don't even ask God. We, trust in the Lord with all your heart and he will direct your paths. But you need to go to my alma mater. That's where I went to school. That's where you're going to school. Right? We, 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 we have a Christian worldview <laughs> in here, like Josh was saying, the, 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 the church Josh, the church us. And then out there, we, we, we function with a secular worldview. We don't even factor in God in decisions. Well, it's just a business decision. Just a business. It's just money. You don't factor God into money. Everything you have is his, and he can take it from you (laughs) or give it to you. Well, we should go on from here, but uh, James 4, verse 13. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we'll go 
uh, into such and such a town, spend a year and trade and make a profit, yet you don't know what tomorrow will bring. What's your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Did y'all catch that? Not boasting about whether you did better on a test or whether you dunked on your brother, or, right? you know, or whether you sank a putt in your friend's face. We're, that's not what he's talking about. He says, if you're leaving God out of your decision-making equations, you're an arrogant and an evil boaster. He equates evil boasting to doing things without consulting God. Like any action. Y'all understand what that verse says? Uh, anyway, we've got to move on. The fourth and final S is the saints. All right? And by saints, we mean obedient followers of Christ. Just like we all laughed when Josh said, well, we've been wondering when you were going to say that. You know, They affirmed him. The saints affirm the will of God. The Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. Uh, Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Christian influence and, and guidance from others uh, help us make godly decisions, just like I'm doing right now. I'm counseling you. <laughs> you counsel others. And um, anyway, Daniel 4, verse 27. I got to move. Therefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable to you. This is Daniel speaking to the king. Break off your sins by practicing righteousness and your iniquities by showing mercy to the oppressed that there may, be, may perhaps be a lengthening of your prosperity. Daniel didn't force his wisdom on the king, but he did counsel him. My counsel to you as your pastor is to accept and receive Josh and Annie into our church when we vote next week. But that doesn't mean our act, that, that you have to do what, what I counsel, right? Our personnel team didn't even accept their own counsel. They went out and sought counsel from the references that Josh gave. I'm going to give you some actual word-for-word text that they replied. All right? This is after our personnel team talked to their references. My call was over the top good and reference person, a very sad to see Josh go. He couldn't even come up with anything low about him. Another said, wowza, I expected a two-minute attaboy conversation with the reference, but I got about 12 minutes of affirmation that we have a great candidate with Josh and likely an even better two-for-one find with Annie being part of the package. These are texts I received from the personnel. I talked to the reference, said he was great, both are great. He said he hates to see him go, but, but knows we're getting a good one. Great conversation. Another said, great conversation with the reference. He said we're, we're really getting a solid youth guy, and he's done some research on our church and thinks it's going to be a great fit. Nothing but good things to say about Josh. The saints, here's my point, are part of our decision-making process, right? We're gonna, you're going to have time to discuss this Wednesday and talk to him. Know, know him for yourselves and hear more from him. If you have f- questions to ask him about biblical issues, I don't, he, he can feel them Wednesday night. I'm not, I, I'm not nervous for him. So in summary, four S's, and then we'll close, of godly decision-making. Surrender, number one, you've got to surrender. That's what I call abdication. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit, that's what I call consultation. <laughs> the Scripture That's what I'll call confirmation. If it don't make it through the scripture, it ain't going any further. And then fourth, the saints. That's the affirmation. I believe we've applied every one of these 
to the search and finding of Josh and Annie. And I also believe you can apply these to the most basic decisions in your own lives, starting with your own surrender to Christ and his will for you now. Would you stand? Father God, we love you. We thank you for uh, letting us hear such a great word from Josh. We thank you for uh, direction and guidance and how to make decisions, Lord, from your word. Your word tells us, it instructs us. <laughs> and so we pray that we wouldn't say we're going to do this or that. We would say your will be done. If it's God's will, we will do this. And Lord, we say that about Josh and Annie. Lord, if it's your will, bring them and let us give them a unanimous vote next Wednesday. And if it's not, then show us why. Show us a reason. Give us, give us a blockade to protect us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Lord, we also ask if there's people in this room today that haven't surrendered their hearts to Christ, that they just from the testimony of Josh would, would say, okay, okay, I grew up in a busted home and, and, uh, and, and here's a guy similar to me and I need to give my heart to Christ. I pray that you'd surrender your heart to him today. And I pray that if you want to make this church your home, become a more permanent, uh, meaningful member where you serve, you come forward and, and join our church, but uh, to serve, not to sit, but to serve. We ask that we would obey you in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been sermon audio from Piperton Baptist Church in Piperton, Tennessee. For more information on how you can get connected with PBC, please visit www.piperdenbaptist.com.